Hello, welcome to the Bits and Pieces podcast. This is episode number seven, and as always, I am joined by George. Say hello. Hello. And by Gav. Say hello. Hello. Awesome. How are we doing, boys? Doing good? Yeah, not bad. I successfully moved flat between now and the last time we recorded the podcast. Nice. I, I hate managed to house. situate myself in a lovely little house just between a prison and a graveyard, just in time for Halloween. <laughs> So, uh, nice job. There's been an evolution. Yeah, I felt yeah. I felt your my life. commute wasn't quite spooky enough, so <laughs> now I get to enjoy walking in the dark. It just gets your heart rate going, so it just you know it's better than a run, isn't it? Being scared half to death. Yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, the prison, you know, the graveyard's fine. It's just sort of walking past the prison. It's like it's, it's just pit. It's a completely pitch black, and there's just this giant. It's a very imposing looking, like prisony looking prison. I mean, not <laughs> prisony looking fluffy prison. prison. It's not. It, it looks a lot like the the prison that you see in the opening credits to Porridge. You know, it's that kind of big, right. like <laughs> like out the front there is there there is a big prison gate. It's not like a. I don't know. It's not, I, don't know I guess it's not like a, a con air type prison that you might see in America. It's like a big kind of. <laughs> right. I don't know if it's necessarily Victorian. But it's got you know like big brick walls and like a yeah. massive. Bit of a front entrance, yeah, kind of like yeah, it's all sort of brick and imposing, so lots of good razor wire, right. very spooky, super oh, yeah. spooky. And then there's the other side of the house. There's a giant cemetery, seasonally appropriate, indeed. Quite like graveyards. I like having to wander around a graveyard. Is that um, morbid? I don't know. I had I had a wander through the graveyard. But more just because I was trying to take a shortcut, and it turns out I couldn't take a shortcut through the graveyard, so I had to walk all the way back through it. Ah, uh, shame. Nice. No, <laughs> <laughs> nice places to go for a walk. It's not you don't like run into people very often there, so. No, it's I mean quiet. this is like you read about people, and little stones. Just <laughs> good reading material. Good quiet walk. <laughs> oh dear. It's quite a packed graveyard. This one, like it's quite, it's quite, it's big, and there's not much like. I don't know, like maybe if there was a bit more green space, but it's just kind of right. pretty rammed full of it's the, graves. It's the uh, block of flats equivalent of a graveyard sort of thing. Just kind of, yeah. In. Like it's basically just the path, and then anytime you're stepping off the path, you you know you're probably standing, standing on someone. Mm. Anyway, video games. That's kind of the remit yeah. of the podcast, <laughs> not graveyards. So let's. Uh... Well, we we haven't we haven't had. Gav's experiences with graveyards. Oh, that's true. Graveyards, yay or nay, Gav? Um, no, they're all right. All right, I'd okay. say uh, I'd give them like a like a six out of ten. Six out of ten. Just in general. It's fair. It's fair. It's just you know worth watching, but you know don't rush, rush out. Yeah, to no, go I to mean, one. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. It's like I, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there if I had to pay again. That's fair enough. Anyway, this this episode of the podcast is brought to you by a podcast theme. Graveyards. And because graveyards. What is your favourite video game graveyard? I, I don't know. I actually realise I have an answer for this. I think there's a it's in the there's a re, there's a graveyard in Blackwater in Red Dead Redemption that has a, a spooky and exciting mission in the DLC for it. It's just a very characterful graveyard. I and I think, that I think there's a mission of the main campaign there, but I can't quite remember what you do. Anyway, but anyway, this podcast does have a theme. 
It doesn't. It's not graveyards. Actually, it's not graveyards, but it could be. If if we had known uh, that we weren't going to record this until like the Halloween weekend, it might have been graveyards. That's true, but our lack of organization does not equal um, graveyards. So instead, today you're welcome to the uh, the uh, hardcore gamer time podcast, bits and pieces podcast. (laughs) Get oh yeah, I just fucked that up. Speaking of speaking of ghosts, dead is. things from the past Ghost of returning past. to haunt me. Exactly, it's our podcast, the, <laughs> the Scrooge of podcasts is being visited by more podcasts. Right. Yeah, to, we've got a theme for today in a new experimental format: difficulty in video difficulty games. Difficulty in games. How how hardcore are you? How much do you love to be brutalized and murdered? Not so much. In games. Oh, in games. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> in real life, again, like I'd say that's like a five out of ten. Right. Wouldn't pay for it. That's Wouldn't like, recommend it to a friend. Like that's like the equivalent of like a plain film. That is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you've got to, got to have your graph of what it's equivalent of anyway uh difficulty in games so yeah we're going to talk about have a general discussion about game difficulty but with cuphead and other stuff coming out like that um we'll run through some of the things we've been playing that are kind of relevant maybe to that and then gav's going to take us to hard court which is a feature that he's come up with that i am a licensed with. judge yes that you know that that internet diploma is paying dividends that Google Doc you wrote yourself. <laughs> Google Doc, it is. Uh, and then I've got a quiz, uh, which will uh, cap the show off with. Um, printed it out and blue tacked it to the wall. <laughs> well, anything's official if you frame it. It is. That's very true. It's easy. You've got to frame it. Blue tacked, not, it's not enough. Although, is it framed by the wall, do you think? Who can say? Uh, if you put it in a window, I, I, put it in I a drew window. a circle around it. That counts. Like that. Draw on your wall, that's... Aye, just a big a big circle. It's turned into a pentagram. <laughs> right, moving on. Um, yeah, game difficulty. So we're just going to chat a bit about whether we think it's good, bad, etc. So it's a, it's a hot topic these days, eh? Yeah, because I guess we had, we had Cuphead, which is incredibly hard, and mm. infamously in the coverage leading up to its release, uh, there was a game journalist who struggled with the two, like an early level and was quite unfairly criticised for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it sounds like he anticipated he'd get criticised. Yeah. Because I think he he thought it was quite funny. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> other people did not share the humour. No. It seems. <laughs> Idiots yeah. did share the humour. It was, it was quite funny. People were just sour for some reason. Like... <laughs> His job isn't to be good at games. His job is to it's to analyze them and critique them. They are different things. That is true. But as we as we all know, again, I am a licensed judge. Um, yes. If you are not good enough, you will be sent to prison. And uh, yeah. it is my understanding that uh, he received the electric chair. <laughs> so it was either that or moving with George and. 
Prison, exactly. Prison overflow is what. Like, become his <laughs> neighbor. It's like, do you hear that thing about the the NHS uh, kind of Airbnb thing? It's like that, but it'll be for yeah. prisons. No. Where where uh, for a, a brief overview because it is fundamentally irrelevant and something I just threw in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like there's like a trial thing to like rent out spare rooms and houses for spare hospital beds. Yeah. It's like that, except you'll be housing uh, dis- disgraced game journalists who just weren't good enough at doing the video games. Yep. I can't believe that that's actually a thing that the NHS are proposing to do. It's baffling. It's real. I... It's fine. It's, there, there'll be no, it's not open to abuse at all. Don't be ridiculous. No, no. It's madness. Talking of madness in a slightly off-topic way, I read today that, the other day that HMRC have dropped working with uh, a cloud service firm in order to start working with Amazon. It's like HMRC who manage tax are paying the people who don't pay tax to provide <laughs> them with the tax cloud service. That, that is, that's quite bizarre. That's, like, yeah. What? <laughs> it's, it's strange because in my kind of, in my loopy understanding of how, uh, how like um, public provision works, usually when, uh, like a, a, a government agency farms something out to a company, they include in their projections the idea that they'll essentially get some of that money back as tax. Yeah. But uh, that's yeah. not going to happen with Amazon, is <laughs> no, it? No, that's not happening. Jeff Bezos is going to hold on to that cash. Just felt that was just madness. Clutch it. It's like watching something from like a, like a comedy show or something. It's pro- it's like, it was li- literally like watching satire in real life. It was very strange. Yeah. I, I would say getting... Getting the uh, getting your money back from Amazon is a uh, truly the Dark Souls of tax collection. Oh, there it is. There it, there is. it is. I've dropped it. You managed to drop the bomb. Roken, yeah. the worst take <laughs> onto current affairs. That that is a that's a roasting. Th- they should get me on a, a the BBC as like a. As the Dark Souls of guy, it's just your job to <laughs> say what things are the Dark Souls of a certain thing. I was thinking like an official Segway officer or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because one of the things people often say about Dark Souls is like, what if it had an easy mode and stuff? Would that ruin the game? Would that take it away from the experience? What do you guys think? Well, like I think I've heard that as people would like to you know, just go and look at the game world perhaps just experience the game without necessarily having it be impossible. Um, but as someone that has... I've never played in the Dark Souls games, they've just never really appealed. A, because they sound quite hard, and something about the aesthetic just doesn't just doesn't appeal. Hmm, fair it enough. Just, it looks too gloomy. It is quite gloomy. It is quite gloomy, yeah. Which is... Uh, yeah. I, and I, I guess it, it depends on how you how you think of it, right? Because I think if if you ask like a, a like a, a series loyal like an ultra ultra Dark Souls fan, or I don't know, like because they're they're not really like impossible. They have a very steep learning curve, is what I'd say. Mm. But again, once you're like into the groove and understand how to manipulate the game, I think it becomes a lot easier. Yeah, I think but it's it's. it's... No, sorry, wrong guy. Oh well, yeah, I was, I was just gonna say that like part of it's kind of the kind of austere aesthetic of the game is is the difficulty i guess yeah i was just gonna say i think a lot of 
that is just like the marketing around it. It's like yeah, it has really that, hard. They have like, oh, yeah. all the adverts. You will die a lot. It's just, yeah, it's just that it's, it has a cult status as something that is really difficult. Yeah, it's probably more punishing that it it is difficult in a way. Like it's 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 probably just more like it's more like you're learning like a new set of skills as you play through it, and by the end you've kind of because you've played it for so long, you've learned the game's various bits that you kind of know what you're doing a lot more. Whereas first, like if you first time playing Dark Souls now struggle because you didn't you don't know all the nuances it has opposed to like but the same could be said of like if someone dropped someone who's never played an rts into playing like um starcraft or something like yeah i i have done that with with friends that play a lot and it's, i just don't know what's happening exactly it's it's but it's it's a set of skills rather than it being overly difficult yeah definitely but i i guess it depends right because well, the whole thing about the easy mode idea is, well, I, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Because I think part of uh, what Dark Souls, well, what Demon Souls to begin with tried to do mm. was sort of uh, maybe like it like it, it's weird because they have a kind of like even while they're you know being kind of modern and you know, online functionality and stuff, they kind of have like almost a throwback kind of idea with them. Uh, in a way, like the way they they handle, like like although they have these these worlds and stuff, I think the way they handle like the game structure sometimes and the uh, the like boss things is, is kind of it's almost quite retro, isn't it? Because like if you think of it, sometimes it kind of reminds you of older games. Like I don't know, even like Metroid, the way the levels like link into each other, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I think maybe. Like it kind of sheds a number of maybe like modern trappings, and I think difficulty settings are essentially quite modern, aren't they? Like, yeah, I think so. I, I don't know when the first difficulty setting came out, obviously, but okay. I mean, as like a a common thing, I'd say they wouldn't they weren't that common at least until like maybe like PS one, PS two kind yeah, of time. I yeah, say sounds, sounds about right. That predates that. So, well, I think I guess like people. You know, like the a lot of people view the difficulty as like an integral experience of the game, and so. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, and but so, they have they have the option to just. No, yeah, that. but that's that's what I mean. Like it's you know, and some people, like it's up to the player. Like some people view the the difficulty as the integral experience, and they want that experience. Yeah. And other people, you know, kind of want to experience the game, but not necessarily at a different sort of like. At a high difficulty, and so want prefer like an easy mode, and they'll mm. probably get a you know they'll have a different experience with the game, but you know it's no less like yeah the experience is different and perhaps not one that the designers intended, but ultimately it's what they'd you know yeah, if they're ha- if they're happy with that experience like that's fine. Yeah, I, I think, think it's a lot of the the people, like interesting people in then like like the really hard experience. Mm. There's like a sort of elitism, like that is the only experience you should have with the game. Well, yeah, that that like, definitely does happen. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think what it comes I mean, down to though is if like if the developers have decided to put it in for one reason or another, then that's fine. Like it's there's a weird thing in like gaming culture where people feel very entitled to something because they're a fan of it, 
so therefore they can dictate the creative design of something. So if, if for example, Miyazaki decided to put an easy mode into Dark Souls, people would be up in arms about it, but it's his creative license. He's He can do what he wants with it if he decides to. Yeah, totally. I think there is kind of a, a, a weird... I don't know. Not not to go off on a tangent, but there's a weird like, like tit for tat there when people are like, like yeah, like you know, obviously, if if someone, for instance, if if a like a games journalist suggests, you know, maybe they should put an easy mode in the game. I mean, I I don't really have an opinion on it. I I kind of think, but anyway, anyway, I'll. It's kind of a whatever. Topic. It's like a, it doesn't really matter, sort of thing. Yeah, pe- people get kind of upset about it. The idea, like, oh, you shouldn't dictate to them what they want. But then at the same time, people are very happy to constantly whinge and moan about anything in a beloved game series they like that they want changed. Yeah. <laughs> like. Anyway, yeah, it's just it's weird, but I don't know. I I think while there is like definitely a like there's an accessibility argument, totally. I think there is something to be said for a game that is designed kind of well I mean because games do this both ways right because there's games that are just not challenging by design and they they don't have like a hard mode and then there's games that are difficult by design and don't have an easy mode I I think there although there's definitely there's definitely an accessibility argument I don't disagree with that there's there's something to be said for a game being designed as a kind of integral experience like because once you start to introduce things like different difficulties there's there's a whole bunch of like it's a can of worms really isn't it yeah there's balancing I mean, and stuff that has to go into it and well it's like yeah. i think i was like like you'll see sometimes you sit in games where it's like this like you'll see the difficulty labels with it say you know this is the difficulty yeah very clearly like the game is ideally played at and this for the mm. sort of the extended experience and i think yeah yeah, proper labeling's part of it, but and I think it's not, I, think, so, uh, I think it's nice when that's put in. It's just like we think our our vision of the game is best like this. If you want it to be harder, if you want it to be easier, that's fine. Yeah, but I, I can totally at the same time I get that, and that's good. And I I do really like it when they they clearly label what they're intended for the different difficulties. Like, so I remember was it? Well, when I was playing Ruiner the other day, uh, obviously the, the there's the easy one, which is just like, you know, you don't really care about the gameplay. And then normal, which is like, you know, there's a bit of a challenge. And hard says, you know, developers recommended difficulty. I remember mm. Halo was always the same like that. I think that in, in the menus, they were really clear about what the difficulties were intended to do. Yeah. And if I remember right, Bungie's recommended was always heroic. Um, But at the, at the same time, I think there is almost like a degree of unevenness that can come into it just from... Was heroic, was heroic the hardest the one or was that legendary? Legendary was the hardest, yeah. but I remember in, in the menus it usually said like Bungie recommends playing on Heroic because I think that was the kind of way they balanced the game. And and you could kind of feel that, I guess. I, I always think it's weird that people don't balance the game around the normal setting because that's what most people are going to pick. Yeah. But <laughs> I think game diff- like it's a, game difficulty feels like it is becoming more accessible because like we mentioned earlier that it feels like Gate, like being able to adjust the game difficulty is a semi recent thing, you know, kind of emerging with PS1. But now, yeah, like a lot of games now, you can adjust the difficulty like on the fly. Because, yeah, like, I guess, like yeah, before, it'd be like, a lot of sliders and stuff. at the very start of the game, before you've even played the game, it's like choose a difficulty. It's like, I don't, I don't know, yeah, like, I guess 
what any of these actually feel like. Mm. And so you're often having to make the decision about how difficult do you want this game to be based on nothing. And so often the only deci- like thing that you have is that kind of, you know, it's that like, oh, I've got to prove myself. It's like, because um, like on, when you like the, been playing the new Wolfenstein recently, and the first one had this as well, but when you're choosing the difficulty, like it like changes the, sort of the face of the character and when you put it all the way down to the easiest one it's like him in like a sort of baby outfit which is slightly yeah. you know it's kind of like you know it's a bit mocking and then when you put it all the way up it's like oh yeah you're hardcore you can do it mm. and so you kind of like if when you choose when the only time you choose difficulty is right at the start of the game often that's like the main influence isn't well, what does the game feel best as because you haven't played it it's just ooh am I tough enough to play the hardest difficulty where you, like, prove yourself? Mm. You're kind of guessing. That is true, yeah. Especially with games that make you commit from the get-go. Or things that are, what, like, nine-odd-plus-hours campaigns or further with some things. That is a bit um, presumptuous, that you would kind of know what would be right for you based on a very limited amount of information. Yeah, and like mm. games that like sometimes like uh, like games do sometimes suggest it like oh if you've played perhaps the previous game in the series then this is a good one for you or like if you're really great at other games then this is the right difficulty for you. Like Which, interestingly, yeah. interestingly, Wolfenstein Two now has has two medium difficulties. That's interesting. How does that work? So it's like medium. <laughs> something well i can't remember if there's like there's like can i play daddy which is the baby one yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, i like they're all like they all but then there's like and it has it has the name and it has the little description it's like there's one which is like medium difficulty for casual gamers and then it's like medium difficulty for experienced gamers what's the actual right okay difference, then? I, I don't know oh, okay fair enough <laughs> uh, reminds me of a of metal gear where where you had like different difficulty settings for like different regions which was weird but yeah go on um i decided to set it to hard for, for some reason it's like well i'd like a i'd like a challenge because i, I think, very... sorry because i think like so pretty when i played the first one i, I set it to like medium for surrounds and I went back trying, trying to play it through hard but i think this time around i wanted to play it through on hard so that it feels that but like when you go back and replay it, I can just set it to the easiest, just for that really satisfying kind of like <laughs> power trip. Where it's almost like gotta gotta eat my main course, so later on I can go back and have delicious pudding. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the question always is though, like when you're picking a difficulty setting or something. Like I suppose. There's a degree where it's almost like you're you're trying to understand what because some people have like different expectations of what they want out of difficulty settings, right? So some people will pick the one that gives them a challenge, and some people some people's vision of how to play a game is basically you know they don't. I mean, not maybe they don't. I'm not saying maybe they don't want to be challenged at all, but they don't. They don't want to hit sticking points or anything. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, know what I mean like it's like you don't get get stuck but i mean it it kind of comes down to like i think maybe the 
kind of root of different types of game maybe like because i because i mean and it's it is kind of part of video games that that there's almost there's there's an expectation when you're playing one that uh you'll come out at the end better than you went in and like the question is how much does a game like make you improve I i mean there's a degree where it comes down to fairness in the game obviously like i've never really cared for you know games with ridiculous difficulty jumps or or anything but i, I don't know what i'm trying to express here just like i think i, I think i get you with the fairness thing like it's like it gets to the point where to like save the ai as they get like the difficulties ramp up like the, the ai just cheats like it starts yeah with massive tech advantages and can just cheat because it's not necessarily smart enough. Yeah, that tends to be the um, case in strategy games. Which is like, difficult like that feel kind of unfair. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that when, like, when games do stuff to make games feel fair, like, um, I think it's in Half-Life 2, no matter, like, only two enemies will ever be shooting at you at once. Yeah. So like, even there's loads on the screen, it'll have like, Two shooting, and then it will just tell the rest to like run and take cover. Really, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. That's yeah. pretty clever. Yeah, so it's always, so it's like so it just doesn't feel ridiculous. Right. Ah. Yeah, but so, I think I, I might have formulated this a bit better in my in my my stupid idiot brain there. Um. But like, I, I guess it's kind of been with the kind of diversification of what what games do over time. And well, obviously, I mean, things like adventure games have existed for a long time. Although, to be honest, I'd I'd have a whinge about how difficult adventure games are, mostly just because their difficulty is always unfair. Um, you know, a bit like you know, combine the the pair of wet socks with the pineapple to make a like a a brick to throw through a window or something, something fucking stupid like that. Anyway, classic. But like, to, yeah. <laughs> to what to what degree would you guys say that? Like, do you guys expect difficulty when you go into a game? Do you expect that the game will, like, maybe challenge you to a degree where you feel like, like, at what point does I think it's mostly a question of what when frustration sets in and like, um, because of, less so, like, like I guess with recent games, because like a lot of my memories of being stuck in games come from like, just like playing games when I was quite young. Yeah, same. And like I have. And I have like a couple of like strong memories of being really stuck at specific points, and often, often it was just due to like navigational stuff or like a tough boss usually. So be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm like I remember a lot of kids being like, I don't know where to go, and there's something very oh, and like that and that's kid, really yeah. frustrating because it doesn't it just feels it doesn't feel like it's necessarily the game, like it feels like a sort of slightly unfair thing. So it's just like. It's not like you're being beaten by anything. It's just the, like I swear I've been everywhere. Yeah, you feel like there's a a lack of signposting or yeah, like it's just under that feeling. It doesn't. It's not like a. It's not like oh man, I can't beat this boss. It's just it's frustrating because it's not a sat. It's not a sort of satisfying difficulty almost. Yeah, like when you when you find the way to go, it's not like oh man, I overcame that challenge. It's just. Oh right, that's that's where I was going yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely like a, I think in just about, there's maybe like an axis that can be drawn between, 
that kind of it, i think there's like a very specific feeling that kind of memory of being like i don't know a kid like 10 years old and just like wandering around in a ps2 game <laughs> like just it's not even like an explorable level you're not finding anything interesting you're yeah. just faffing around in a relatively flat and uninteresting 3d level yeah I had, trying to I, find I the it, way out like i had it with um uh jedi knights jedi outcast oh, i remember that uh, game yeah. like there's, that, there's, that game there's one like there's a couple of points where it's just like i i don't know where i'm meant to go there's one like the first level took a long time and there's just another point where you're expected to in order to progress through the level there's like this really tiny sort of air vent grates like oh, up, man. i think either like above or at the back of like a lift kind of out of the way hmm. and it's destructible and you used to just destroy it and then kind of jump through it but there's nothing really like signposting that should be destruct like destroyed or at least yeah. back then like it just didn't I it, was, it didn't feel like it. Yeah, like I think when I was. I distinctly remember was, being in a, a similar situation with the first Zone of the Enders game, where about after the first sort of hour or so in, the game's not very long in the first place, but there's just a point where you're like, where am I supposed to go now? So you just sort of end up whizzing around these levels you've already been to going, am I supposed to come back to somewhere? Wasn't really clear as to where I was meant to go. And then I remember replaying it as an adult and going well obviously you go here <laughs> and that's like just years of build-up of like how games work yeah yeah to totally like there's a degree where you just kind of become more in you tune go, with what it expects of you yeah so you go, oh well, obviously you just do that because that's how that's how you would go where you would go next it's the logical thing to do yeah. which i think is interesting uh, when you think of where people there's been a, a conversation quite often about games getting easier which if you think about it people who often complain about that are the people who play a hell of a lot of games so likely it's not that games are getting easier it's just that they're becoming better at games because i think if you (laughs) sat down a person who'd never played a game before which is what normal difficulty is generally aimed at is someone who doesn't really play games very often they would probably find that to be the optimum setting whereas someone who's played like like a thousand games sitting down in normal mode they're probably going to find that quite easy because they they know they've not every system in a game can be a new system so they're going to kind of understand and know what they're supposed to be doing a lot more and where yeah, they're definitely. supposed to go how enemies are going to move like it, it, like even simple things like introducing like an a shooter where the best place to hit an enemy is or something like they're going to know immediately they're going to click with it and know exactly what they need to do whereas someone who doesn't do that um referring back to like the rts example before like they're not going to know how to optimize they're not going to know that you can, they can hold down control and then link up a line up loads of commands or something and yeah that they're not going to know about that sort of stuff so shift it feels like a redundant is it shift i don't know <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> i feel like i should correct you because it, it's always shift is it oh, oh freaking <laughs> yeah like i uh I, I know where you're coming from there there's definitely like a degree where you just start to know more about games as you as you get older i think there's like a very it's, it's like a very resonant kind of nostalgic feeling of being like completely lost I, I think it's one of the reasons like as kids that games seemed so magic yeah is is that we couldn't read the really obvious signs that tell us where to go and no. so they all they felt really open and like expansive and the places that you were in in a game felt 
you know really unique mm. whereas now once you once you're older once you've played a ton of games like they just like you know what i mean like the kind of environment you're in in a game just kind of reduces mm. to being like a like a series of signs yeah like yeah. i think yeah basically like it's, pointing you where to go it's a, perhaps not the perfect analogy but like if you see like a sleight of hand magic trick it's just complete magic and then you if you if you are told how it's done and rewatch it like it's still really impressive mm. yeah but like, it's, it's, it's from it's a different like a, perspective isn't it yeah you've got lost a little bit because you don't know roughly what's happening but like it, you know a little yeah. bit of magic is lost so it's, it's not like, quite that but something close yeah no it is. Like... it is once you take a peek behind the curtain you can't unsee it almost <laughs> so you kind of like you always kind of have an expectation as to what's going to happen you jump to conclusions and you can guess what what the game's going to pull out and things it's like how i've been playing um transformers devastation recently which is really really good but if you've ever played like a devil may cry or bayonetta game then you know how to dodge enemies the game especially on normal difficulty is exceptionally easy because once you have that timing down and you know how to dodge stuff the game slows down and then you can just beat everything up and you just very rarely take hits whereas had if that was my first of that genre to play learning how to do counters and do and dodge correctly would be like a massive part of learning about how to play that game whereas because i hadn't it just wasn't doesn't make the game any less bad it's really really good game still yeah it's like there's like a i don't know there's like a like there's a how am I gonna how am I try what am I trying to say here? There's like a a difference between trying to understand like parsing fresh like rules mm. and then like actual mechanical adaptation to becoming more proficient at those rules. Yeah. Like I feel like you know the way something like Dark Souls works, people come into it with like expectations about what uh like a fantasy rpg is if you know what i mean and then those expectations eventually turn out to be wrong because it's a different type of game Mm. like let's say so you might think you know you come in and i feel like the game the game sometimes does this to you a bit you know where where you go again you start like undead asylum You, you kill some really basic enemies and you're like all right so it's real time i can block i can do this i can do that and then, like, the game explains to you in in the form of a, a big fat demon with a massive hammer that it, it's got a different set of rules. And so, like, I, I think it's interesting because I think one of the things I find really enjoyable about the Souls games is is that period of, like, misunderstanding where the game forces you to take a fresh perspective. Dark Souls is quite good. It almost does do, like you said, George, like a sleight of hand, but it does it a different way almost every time. So you might learn how it works in one sense, but it just does it a completely different way and you have no idea what's happening again. That's kind of what each boss ends up sort of being. They're all... Because they're all crafted exceptionally well and they all have their own distinct thing that you you have to relearn almost how to play every time you go up against one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so much. Like when you learn the you learn the trick, it's. Mm. it's I think cool. it's a good. It's a sign of a good boss fight, to be honest. Just that it like, it makes you reassess how things work 
and how you're gonna has introduces new mechanics or a new way of thinking that that you hadn't done before putting it challenging yeah which i think is is good good boss design Mm -hmm, definitely i think like i there's one like boss fight that kind of stands out for me but mainly because i i remember like i'm certain i dreamed how to beat the boss (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't necessarily count as a boss fight. It's like a final room that was really hard in. Uh, it was Medal of Honor. Uh, I can't remember which one, but the one it was on. It was on Game Boy Advance. So, wow, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it was a Medal of Honor on the Game Boy Advance. And it was a top. It was sort of top down. Uh, I mean, not quite twin stick shooter, just kind of. You know, you had a D pad, an A and a B, an A and a B button, and an R button. So pretty basic, but um, yeah, like a bit. Yeah, sort of. There were definitely hard parts to it, but yeah, like like we got to the final room, and I'm being stuck on it for absolutely ages. Uh, and I fell asleep playing it, and you know, I was meant to be in bed. Probably had school the next day, but yeah. Uh, had my Game Boy hidden under my pillow. I'd been playing it and fallen asleep, and had a dream in which I beat the level. And basically beat, and like I'm certain, I basically beat the level in my dream. Mm. Woke up and then just did what I did in my dream. And it, it just worked perfectly. That's interesting. And I was like, oh. appeared to you in a vision. Yeah, like it's, it's one of my. It's, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. But sometimes you just sort of you need that like that break sometimes when you play something it's particularly hard. Like That's true. to almost sort of like absorb what you need to do. Uh, like it, like you just always need that 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 sleep or that like that short break from doing it and then you can go back in fresh. Yeah. I mean, I've like... always found, especially playing like Souls games, once you start dying, you just continue to die more and more because you get more and more frustrated and that just makes you worse at the game. So you just have. There's just a point where you're just like, nope, stop. <laughs> I'm just doing badly now. And I think there's quite a few games like that where you just have that tilt where you just end up hitting rock. Yeah, on it. I, I think it's interesting how games approach that as a mechanic, mm. like the idea of dealing with player frustration, right? So you have, uh, like yeah, you have a game like Dark Souls, and I think eventually you come to terms with dying a lot, yeah. and you just like, like you use it almost as a mechanic to progress. Like, you think, oh, there's this new, like, corridor down here that I can explore. And you just think to yourself, well, I'm probably going to die doing it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll know more about that part of the level. Yeah. And then th- then you have games like, like, like I said, I was playing Runer. And part of it is, like, it's almost like Hotline Miami-ish in a way, the way you restart. Because it's, it's just, like, instantaneous. Mm. Just, like, you go in and you get, let's just say you get blasted, instantly killed. And you just, like, press and you're, you're there again. You're starting again. It's yeah. just, like, you're... Like, I feel like that there's different like approaches, and how how that's managed, I think, is key as well to well, like, I the think, perception of how hard your game is. Yeah, well, it's also so much like when you have a difficult game, like the loop of failure in Hotline Miami is is almost like addictive because you you're you're so instantly reset and like the levels are short-ish. Yeah. Whereas like it can. Like it's that when something's really difficult and there's just a really long time between checkpoints, it's so much easier to get frustrated because, like, the stakes are higher, you lose, and, it's, and suddenly you've got to do 
perhaps the easy part all over again. It's so tedious. Yeah. And I feel like it always comes down to like how like navigable it feels to like have to redo that bit. Because if you, let's just say you die and then you can, let's just say you can leverage the knowledge you had before you died again. Like, you know, the enemy's going to be here, another one's going to be here. And it, it kind of feels good sometimes if they work it well to like reuse stuff you've already done. Then sometimes you have other games where enemy behaviors aren't predictable. Like you, you go into a room that you died at last time, and you find that all the enemy spawns are different. And like, rather than getting shot at by some guy up on a ledge, someone throws a grenade at you or something dumb like that. Yeah, like it's well, I, it, it can be weird in that way. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing Echo recently, which um, just came out on PC and PS4, I think, and it um, it does a really interesting thing with the, with the enemy design because all the enemies are basically just you. And everything that you do, they learn from. So it's 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 got a really interesting um, way of dealing with with difficulty almost because because the game. Well, let me sort of shape where the game is first. So you, you're going into sort of to a random planet to try and find a thing um, to try and re- bring someone back to life. And as you go through the um, through the game world, these. Um, echoes of yourself start popping up and <laughs> basically want to kill you um the game ends up being sort of a, like a puzzle stealth game and i call it a puzzle game because 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 uh every sort of I think it's every five minutes but probably less than that the lights go off and that sort of resets all the actions that every enemy knows so for example if before the lights off you've run through some water opened some doors shot some enemies then when the lights go off and turn back on again, then all the enemies will be able to run through water, open doors, and shoot you. Whereas if you don't do any of those things and you remain completely hidden and don't go in, then or, or and save crouch the entire time and remain hidden, then all the enemies will start crouching behind things as well. So it, it does a really good job of almost setting the difficulty being whatever it was you did before. So you can easily make it harder for yourself by running around using all the all the doors all the lifts jumping off things giving them this like massive catalog of things they can do and that will make it more challenging for you when the lights turn back on again yeah but at the same time because I mean, I think... enemies always constantly respawn like you, if you kill an enemy when the lights are on when the lights go back off and turn back on again they'll have respawned in that same position it has this really nice sort of like it's always pushing you to go and do as much as you can so it's like it makes you choose between rushing and jumping off a balcony or maybe being a bit slower and going around the side and not doing that so not give them access to that ability it it does a really interesting thing with how it almost makes you create your own difficult scenarios because you <laughs> when you know when you've shot something you know that that is not going to end well for you unless you can survive the next five minutes without having been seen otherwise everything is going to be shooting at you that sounds really interesting like an interesting mix between that kind of you know mechanical challenge and kind of puzzle yeah yeah because i mean you have i I don't know you have games like like obviously when we're saying hotline miami Mm -hmm. like it's it's basically kind of like a puzzle game in a way yeah because, like, you kind of have to figure out, like, I need to do this, 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 in this order. Almost like you're doing a puzzle. Mm. But there's, like, a, an element of mechanical skill. And it seems interesting that Echo does 
something kind of like that, except rather than the puzzle being something you execute, it's something you set up. Yeah, maybe? it's really interesting because when the light the lights are off, uh, about sort of thirty seconds or a minute or something, so you're like, right, go and do as much stuff that you wouldn't be able to do with the lights are on in the dark as quickly as possible, and then kind of go back to being like hiding a lot more. It's yeah, it's really really interesting. Because most of the things you're doing is kind of just kind of getting to the edge of an area or you're collecting power cells to start up a lift or a generator or something like that or finding something and getting out again. So there's no benefit to you from like maybe like downing every enemy like you would in a lot of stealth games like uh, Splinter Cell or or um, Metal Gear Solid where like taking out every enemy is a benefit to you. In this, it's just not. Because they're going to come back to life in the next five minutes anyway. What you want to do is be in a better position than you were five minutes ago. Rather than... Like... I don't remember where I was going with that now. But yeah, you want to be... Like, you want to have progressed yourself rather than the things around you. It does a really interesting thing with difficulty. I've I've had to put it on easy because I'm bad at the game. <laughs> <laughs> And even then, it's still quite hard. Like, if you get seen... I mean, I, fi- I find myself choosing to play games on, like, easy or, like... Or not necessarily easy, but like a, like a mode where I'm like, I don't think this will necessarily be a challenge. Just more and more, because I don't necessarily, like... It depends what you yeah. want from the game, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, like, want... I feel like I'm, you know, like... I also feel like I'm sort of pressed for time when it comes to playing games. Is you know, you know, like you come home in the evening. I don't like I don't have a huge amount of time to play games. It's like I don't necessarily want to be stuck on one bit for ages. Yeah. And so often it's just like I kind of just want to relax. And so often I'll choose to play something where I'm like I don't think this will be a huge challenge. Mm. And so often, like, so yeah, I rarely like I, don't know, I rarely ever choose to play something of- really hard. I understand that kind of impulse. Like, I get the. I think it, it kind of depends, doesn't it? Because I feel like there's almost different, especially these days. More and more, I think we see the difference between maybe people that like. I don't know. There's because some people, for instance, play a lot of games. Like some people, if you know what I mean. Some people pl- spend a lot of time playing games, and some people play a lot of games. Mm. You know what I mean? Some people will put like hundreds and hundreds of hours into something. Like, like for instance, let's just say, obviously, you come back from from work or uni or whatever, and you think like, yeah, uh, like I want to spend some time playing a game, kind of relax. And then, obviously, some people will consider like it. It depends. Obviously, there's like degrees of it, but you know, like whether you spend, let's just say a lot of time with one game or play a lot of different ones, I guess that's part of what I'm trying to say in a kind of roundabout way. Mm. You know what I mean? Because some people will want to spend a lot of time with the one game to get a sense of value out of it. There's like a cut-off, I suppose, there, and I think challenge comes into that. It does. It does. Like, um, I think I've said in the podcast before, but I'm playing through Pills of Eternity, but on like a really easy mode because uh, the game's massive and I don't want to spend hours just like trogging through not very interesting combat encounters i'm there for the 
want to play it for the story in it rather than the um all of the battle sequences mm-hmm. whereas like i played through the witcher 3 on death march for like 120 hours or something because i felt it added something to the game so then there's that difference between whether the actual difficulty is adding to the artistic design of the game or if it's taking something away for you like i found yeah. witcher 3 a much better game when i replayed it on death march than i did the first time i played it and that's not to say it's not a ba- it's a bad game on normal but it almost became a different game when i played it through the second time yeah because it's something we've talked about on the podcast before isn't it because it's got a lot of design that really only comes into its own once you play it on a really high difficulty yeah because there are almost parts of it that you just wouldn't touch on the normal mode yeah like the, like i remember food's one to. of it isn't it yeah like, especially early there's on. there's no like, use for it basically no especially early on like having no way to recover health other than potions and food becomes like a massive deal and having like especially on normal mode you'll use maybe like there's probably about 100 potions and probably use about four normally on like regular mode but on like the on death march you kind of end up using most things because they all have very situational use depending on like the monster or um whatever's happening at the moment where you need to like swim underwater a lot or something (laughs) i don't know but um you just end up not really needing them on normal you kind of just breeze through a bit a bit more and it does end up happening a bit more towards the end of uh, Death March, but especially like the first sort of three quarters of it end up being yeah. like it properly changes how the game works. Yeah, because I think like almost there's a there's a degree where like where does I, I keep using the same phrases because I I can't I need, just need to fill time while my brain works. Cause I'm tired, but like at what point does difficulty become almost part of the you know the role play because i think that's part of it in in dark souls definitely yeah yeah. like until it becomes again mechanically orientated but there's part of it in dark souls and it's definitely part of it in the witcher isn't it like Mm. you know the idea that because to be honest sometimes on on the lower difficulties in the witcher 3 right so you're supposed to be you know a witcher and you spend a lot of time dealing with you know really really dangerous creatures Mm. and you like like part of it on harder difficulties is you have to prepare stuff, you know, potions, the what is it? What's the name for the things? Elixirs or something? Yeah, like oils you like know, know what the enemies yeah. weak to and spells and stuff and like how it acts. Whereas like, And but yeah. yeah. And on lower difficulties you just kinda go in there with your sword and just whack it yeah, till it yeah, dies. Sort of charge it's... In. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's completely So I think that's an interesting thing. Like that that varies from uh, obviously type of game. Because, oh, like, obviously, role playing games may be more than others, and then sometimes less than others, like in cases of, like, Pillars of Eternity, where it doesn't add that much to the experience. No, no. The experience of, of Pillars is about absorbing the, like, the narrative of the world. Cause yeah. you could, because you embody a sort of, like, like nameless, speechless character, and you want to learn more about the characters that you're with, it's, oh, it's a bit more like, um,. Like uh, Dragon Age is in that way. Like, there's no, I wouldn't say it would be. I think Dragon Age has a better, well, especially Dra- uh, Origins has a better b- combat system, battle system. But the um, in general, though, for like two and three, like you don't, you're not that fussed about the uh, about the battles. They don't having them be challenging just makes them last longer. Yeah, like it, like that's that's the only thing it does. It doesn't change how you approach the game in any other way, apart from maybe you'll have. 
someone who is does more healing magic and have more potions. That's, but that doesn't change the your overall experience or your overall perceptive of it. It it doesn't add anything of real value like it does in Dark Souls and The Witch Three, because especially in Dark Souls, having it be difficult just ties into that sort of like nihilistic um, narrative that runs through a lot of Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Like that's yeah, it's that sort of horror and the the hardships of the world and it being really like brutal. Yeah, and the kind of kind of the, the bleakness, the idea that you're you know you're the the chosen undead or whatever you know whatever variety the flavor yeah. in in the particular game when you the world is very hostile to you. Yeah, and you're supposed to find like wee moments of solace in the bonfires and things. Yeah, I think yeah, because I could understand that the game would feel different if it was not if you just never died in it once. And then whenever you walked into an enemy, you sort of just poked them and they fell over. You would it would be yeah. <laughs> it would be a power fantasy rather than what it actually is. Which yeah, is and then like different. when when I was playing Ruiner, I felt that the the difficulty came into it as well, mostly just because of the the way it worked. Like you tended to be up against odds that seem ridiculous, so it makes sense for you to to find it hard. Like it's not really mm. supposed to be like a power trip. And then like the whole experience is this very kind of uh, like dark red and black tinted sort of cyberpunk thing yeah with, with very like you know kind of loud oppressive music that kind of stuff mm. and i think they came into that as well anyway cool so overall um uh games hard or not hard games what's the sometimes hard i mean sometimes oh, not shit. hard. <laughs> that sounds like the dark souls of decisions that games are games. That's my games final answer. <laughs> have variable difficulty. That is a choice that can only be made by the player. Yeah. Or yeah, the developer. Play, play games how really you, you feel like. like. Who cares what someone else's internet says? Just play them how I you think want to there's, play them. At this point, there are enough games yeah. that. You can you can play the games you want to play. There you go. Yeah. That's the the verdict. Yeah. Or just you know, uh, and, if uh, someone says, "Have you played it on that?" Just lie if it, if it matters to you. That just, just, just lie. Yeah. Lie. Just say. No one really cares. They're they games. Yeah, mate. Did a did a Dark Souls Soul level one run? Yeah, beat it I with played a, Pokemon on the mode where with a Dark have, where if one of them dies, then you set them free. Yeah, I did that. I actually the, what that was, that, the Nuzlocke one. I actually got really stuck on Pokemon the first level. Uh, I I got I was playing Leaf Green on an emulator on my phone uh, for the first time. When I was about yeah. uh, seventeen. Turns out I there's no like so you have to leave the village in in is order this to more trigger. You're just getting lost rather than <laughs> no, because Professor Oak is like don't don't go anywhere. Come come meet me in the lab. <laughs> yeah. So so I, so I didn't go anywhere and just spent a really long time. Walking around the lab and the village, <laughs> and then went back to the lab. I was like, "We're not here. I, I don't understand what's gone wrong," and just gave up. And so, sometime later, I was saying, "Like, what?" I was talking to someone about it. I was like, "Well, what are you meant to do? I don't understand." And like, you know, you're just meant to leave the village. I was like, "What?" <laughs> but the game, <laughs> I was specifically <laughs> told <laughs> to to meet him in the lab and to not leave. Too he wasn't there. That's it. You're too too good at doing what you're told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you got stuck on like the first gym or something. I was like, nope. you just 
Just, <laughs> just beat, beat my Pokemon to do that. Like, I, it's hard I, to I, I didn't even before. have my Pokedex or a Pokemon. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that that, ha- that would happen to someone like their first time playing Pokemon. Just like, is this Pokemon? It's shite. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> just wandering about in a town. <laughs> yeah, it was the first one I played. I was like, what is going on? I don't understand. I just want my Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, Gav, you're gonna try us in hard court now. Yeah. Right. I've got my judge, got my court clothes on. Right. I have a wig. I've got a, a judge's wig. It's huge. Oh, I thought you meant just imagine a... the the biggest one you've ever seen. Okay. I don't have a gavel because as a as as fun uh, that would be a good pun because that's my my name as well. Yeah, it Ga- is. Gavin's gavel. Anyway, you just got a mallet instead. Yeah, I've got a ma- massive mallet like a. Cavell and huge one. Oh like, dear. Like, yeah, like penis a, a Kirby sized mallet <laughs> is what I have. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you made it into a penis joke there, definitely. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it just did. <laughs> anyway, that's good. continue. That's good. Anyway, right. Court is now in session, everyone take your seats. Okie dokie. Um I I don't have a bailiff. Am I because Yeah. Because I, I, the court can't afford it. These are tough, difficult times. I've got some bay anyway, leaves in the kitchen. Which bay you know it's <laughs> right, I'll, I'll have less sass from the bench. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You, Nevi and George, face charges having been handed down from the court of the internet. Objection. They have accused... Overruled. They have accused you of being... Casuals, can can you believe it? I'm, you might want to sue them for slander. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, because the legal system of the internet is very unfair, there is no jurisprudence, none of that good stuff. Rubbish. Only only one can survive in this court. That's how the law works. <laughs> and I thought I felt my scar burning. You, you you must prove to me the judge the master of the hard court that you are good enough at games to survive or you will be thrown into George's basement with the guy that was bad at Cuphead right court is now in session I will hear testimony from George first what is your greatest gaming accomplishment What's the hardest thing you've ever done in a game? Um, I got a not terrible time on the Titanfall 2 training level. Oof. I hired the opening steam to look at my rarest achievements. <laughs> What's the what? What is the most difficult I game you've ever completed? Like to, the most difficult game I've ever completed. Like that counts as an achievement. Um, I don't know. Uh, what counts as a difficult game? I don't know. I don't play many like traditionally difficult games. Um, you ever? Call, I mean, like, Call of Duty 4 on the hardest difficulty was quite challenging. Uh, yeah, it's pretty I got, difficult. I got through... I'd say. I can't remember if I ever finished it, but most of Halo 3 on, on Legendary. 
Right, so so we've got Call of Duty Four, got Halo Three. This is a very like um, two thousand and seven era. Yeah, you think it's past its prime? Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm saying no, I'm past my like, prime. It's, it's done for. These these decade old uh, accomplishments. No, um, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, Peace Walker, had some Ooh, pretty Peace challenging Walker. boss fights. And take your word and for it. It was on the PSP, so you probably had to use. And it was on the PSP. I mean, which like, is the hardest console? I think. Yeah, like that is a very, it's a very hardcore console, I would say. And like, I played a bit of Monster Hunter, but I was always terrible just because the control system was so obnoxious. <laughs> and like, I had friends that were like, "Oh yeah, you just use the claw." I'm like, "What is the claw?" Oh yeah, you just like curl your finger over the front of the thing and make like, a weird claw. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I have no uncom- idea why you would complain. <laughs> that is uncomfortable thing. and awful to control. Yeah. Pretty bad. It's not exactly the best. Um, so I, mean, I wasn't necessarily good at Monster Hunter, but I did endure playing quite a few hours of it because friends played it, and that was difficult. All right, all right. I, I mean, I, I'd say that Call of Duty Four is a pretty difficult game. I did not complete it on veteran. Uh, well, I mean, I completed I mean, the so game on the hardest difficulty apart from the last Mark one. Club. The last one Which was I completed a, on every uh, difficulty, but if you if you if you had completed it, I, I think you would you would have been a shoe in for an innocent verdict. But because if I remember right, what is it like a you have like a twenty second timer, don't you, it, to run seconds. through the whole plane? You have to run through the entire plane, kill everyone, and reach the end, and you die like in like two hits and. <laughs> Everyone's throwing grenades and has P90s and just pop up from behind airplane stalls and stuff. Yeah. Horrifying. It's a horrifying game. You have what? Yeah, you have 60 seconds to beat it on. 60 veteran. seconds, okay. So, right, we've heard. If you come up with any. We will. The court will accept additional evidence. <laughs> uh, obviously, in, in the interest of a fair legal hearing, if anyone comes up with anything else. So. Nevi, what 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 say you? What are your okay? I've had a few hours? seconds, well, a few minutes to think, and I remembered that I was I once had quite a good ranking on Race the Sun. I was once ranked two eight four on on Race the Sun, and I even have photographic evidence of it as 284. well. Two hundred eighty four, which is pretty Damn. good. I was mean, pretty good. I was definitely proud go. enough to post it on Twitter, which you know that that must be something. You made it into the top 300. I did, oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. How many um, people play this game? <laughs> 280. I like 285. <laughs> uh, I mean, still. <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, screenshots are inadmissible in court, so I'm going to have to... Reject that evidence. <laughs> we'll have to get the the expert in to take a look at the pixels <laughs> to, see been to, see, <laughs> to see if it's been tampered with. <laughs> it was shared directly from my PS4. I, don't, I think you can change it on there. All right, all right. That, that's one. That's one. That's one. That's, oh dear, that's probably best I've got to be honest. I finished The Witcher Three on Death March. That's 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 that's, that's pretty. I have to admit that's pretty good. That's a pretty good. That's a feat of endurance. Um, let's see. Back in the old PS2 days, finished Devil May Cry 3 on every difficulty. 
Uh, you should be able bad. to play Guitar Hero on Expert. And... Ooh. Yeah. If I remember right, uh, there is some difficulty involved in Devil May Cry. It's not, not an easy game. Especially not in uh, Heaven and Hell and Dante Must Die mode. Those are both very tricky. Oh, yeah, those are... Those are hellish. Yeah. You, uh, you one of those it. is the one where everything dies in one hit, but you also just die in one hit. So, <laughs> it's pretty tricky. Because like, even on the hardest one, you still get two or three before you out. And, but yeah, yeah. You should, play, you should be able to play Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Guitar only, but um, I'll expert. Which used to be good. Um, that's probably about it. I could not so get mood off the stage on medium. That's that's something, I guess. Yeah, but, but George, at the same time, we've played uh, Day of Infamy together where I just sort of wander <laughs> around aimlessly and get shot True. in the head. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> swings around about there, I think. Yeah. God, I'm so uh, bad at games like that. I still have... I watched back a video we had of it recently because I was trying to like think we could do sort of feature on it. I was like, oh my God, no. I'm just, I'm just so bad at that game that it's not... <laughs> It'd be worse than the cuphead thing. I mean, just like I have no idea where they are, where I'm being shot at, or really what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, we were like we were playing Dave Infamy, and there were definitely times where it's like we'd be halfway through a game and be like, "Hang on, I haven't seen you for a while. Where are you?" And then we realised we'd be on the, we'd been on opposite teams. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> you were never friends. There you go. Oh, still that's, a, that's a tragedy for the ages, isn't it? Yeah. So, so we 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 have a, a few different accomplishments here. Yeah. We've got high difficulty gameplay on Halo Three, Call of Duty Four, The Witcher. Oh, I um on Final Fantasy Ten, I beat all the Dark Aeons and Penance, which is pretty tricky. I mean, I have no idea just, what that means. It's like all the end game shit. I mean, it's more. It's right. not really hard. It's more just just having a lot of time. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I am. I I rarely put things on a high difficulty, and am not much of a completionist, so I don't. I don't like I'm my chances. Very rarely am. That's true. Ooh, I have got all of the trophies on the Walking Dead games. I mean, you just get more for just playing them, but still, I have them all. That, that's that's something you got. Uh, I just you got all the trophies. I didn't finish yeah. the first Walking Dead game. Ah, uh, you see, I win because that end. The Walking Dead game, the first one, is amazing. However, I would like to bring to light that in a bringing a surprise piece of evidence, I have surprise a evidence. my average game completion rate on Steam is twenty one percent, while <laughs> Nevi's is only twenty percent. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bagot. However, I think I beat you on the PS4 account, so. Oh man. I mean, you don't have one, so. <laughs> oh well. Well, there's a... That's an automatic win. <laughs> there's a, a tit-for-tat of evidence there. <laughs> yeah. God, there's uh, so many games in my Steam library that I played for about half an hour and never touched again. I mean, I feel like I, the court did not give you guys adequate time to prepare maybe for this, but at the same time, uh, like I said, the court doesn't uh, doesn't care much about anything. Um... No one pays me to be in the court, so it's not it's not really that good, is it? But oh, what what will the judgment be? What will the judgment be? 
Um, just to find out next time on the <laughs> cliffhanger. I feel like I'll find out next time after we we go to the appeals stage <laughs> after yeah. after the the judge is accused of impropriety. <laughs> Uh, next time the judge is arrested uh, hmm. what else have I done uh, I, I think um, I'm afraid right I'm sorry George you're <laughs> going your punishment is to live in your own flat you've been sent to prison which is your your own house <laughs> because I believe that the Witcher 3 is a a, a veritable accomplishment. Way. Yes. I can't believe I'm sorry, I George. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. for your punishment. I mean, I've been struggling to complete The Witcher 2 on normal. No. You, you'll, you have to live with staying in your own house now. So. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> exactly. Sucks to be you. You have to stay where you are currently abiding. <laughs> right. Court is over. No. Is that your Yay! That's that's court done. I, court, this is the bit in this is the bit in Phoenix right where the the music starts playing and everyone's happy. Well, I'm going to appeal and take this. Oh no! Take this to higher court. <laughs> the Supreme Court. Yep. The Supreme Court at speedruns.com, where they. <laughs> The gauge how good you are. I've never tried to so, run a game. I must admit. No, nice. I've 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 tried it half-assedly and then realised I'm garbage and given up. No. So onwards and upwards. Yeah, over a quiz. Let's a uh, quiz about everybody's favourite really hard game series, Mega Man. Mega Man. Mega Man. He's the best man. It is at your wedding. Gun hand and he's his. A, he's a big man. <laughs> I don't think I've ever I've, played more he's, than about fifteen he's minutes. He's child size, isn't he? He's a child. He's not, yeah. he's, no, he's not. Not even a man. No, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of um. That TV is it, series thing. Is it? it Robo Boy? Astro Boy. Astro, Astro Boy. Uh, very similar to Mega Man. Uh, I feel like his hairstyle kind of looks like Mega Man's helmet, and they both have. Weapony limbs. <laughs> but That's George nice, getting you know, men and boys confused. Yeah, you know, to go from boys to men. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. There you go. Right. There you go. Astro, Astro boys to Mega Men. <laughs> right, so anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think I've actually ever played more than about 20 minutes of a Mega Man game. I was just thinking as I was writing this. I've never completed one, but I've played them. I don't think I've ever made it to a single boss. I I, I have kind of... Don't don't tell the, the, the internet police about this, especially since I'm a, a qualified judge. I might lose my license. Mm. But uh, I, I have kind of emulator syndrome with Mega Man where, like, I play it a bit on an emulator and then stop. Right. Like you, you know when you, uh, you know, you, you know when you, you, you know, you go on the, the the emulator download website, right? And you download all the games, and you have obviously you have uh, legal copies of them stacked up in your wardrobe. Yeah, obviously. Just hundreds and hundreds of SNES cartridges. Yep. 
Understandable. I, I, I own them all, obviously. I, I've I mean, never that, touched them, but I just that's your family can't fortune. play them. Family fortune, right? That's what, exactly. I've, some people invest it in stocks. I invest it in copies of Earthbound. I own all of them. You're out and bury them in the desert next to your copies of E.T. Yeah. <laughs> no, I dug them all up. Those are. <laughs> I, I, well, they're, well, they're all you, mine. You went now. back to get them and they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> the Earth had reclaimed them. But yeah, yeah, I just, I've played a bit of Mega Man and then just been like, ah, ah fuck it. Sorry, mega fans. Yeah, no, I never understood the why they were so good. But then again, from what I what I understand, I mean, they're, they're pretty fun. They've got nice music, nice graphics. I think Mega Man X is pretty sound. I played a fair amount of that one. Never completed it, but mm. but anyway. Oh, I played. From Shiv- what I understand, I played Shovel Knight though, and that's like kind of it's like mega basically Man. Mega Man. It's basically Mega Man, but it's Shovel Knight instead. It, yeah, from from what I understand of this quiz, if we actually were very good and knew a lot about the game. The quiz would, we we would be able to actually answer the questions. This is true, although maybe not because there are a lot of, the the quiz is going to be, guess the fake, robot master, and there are an awful lot, and they all have batshit names. So, depending on how well you remember, as well as having played them, so I don't know. There's quite a lot. So hopefully, even though, even people with a passing knowledge might struggle. Well, I messed up on that. uh... I have not even a passing knowledge. <laughs> I think you probably it's probably about a level playing field for the best still though. Well, if you remember last time I uh, I didn't win on the Valkyria Chronicles quiz and I had played that game. Ah. So Well there we go. Oh, and to add some extra jeopardy into our quiz taking, um the loser has to do the next quiz. I'm gonna keep oh, a running shit. order of uh points winnings. Yeah. Points winnings. <laughs> Uh, yeah. one. We're going to do some sort, of, some sort of league table with us so we can see who's who's good at quizzes. <laughs> I nailed that right. pitch, didn't I? <laughs> there we go. Right, so uh, I've got five questions. So they're the Robot Masters from Mega Man 1 to 5. And so question one's going to have the about Mega Man 1, 2, Mega Man 2, etc. Guess the fake one. So here we are. From Mega Man 1, is there a cut man? A guts man or a fluffy man? I know cut man is real. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I say fluffy man I, is the fake. I would, I would say fluffy man is the fake. We're both correct. Right. I had actually heard of guts man. Yeah. You see, a lot of my knowledge of this will not come from uh, actually having played the game, but rather from having seen multiple speedruns on like SCGQ. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Well, let's see how you do from going forward. Then let's so so uh, guess the fake Probably one badly. from Mega Man Two. Is there a bull man, a falling man, or a flash man? Hmm. This one I do not know. Um... <laughs> I'm unsure, but I think mm. I'm going to say. So that's so bubble, bubble man, flash, falling and man, falling and falling. Yeah. Falling seems to be the odd one out, yeah, because it's a, it's a verb, um, unless flash is a verb, like he's a flasher. <laughs> Maybe just flashes, like it's, it's flash. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You just have to just yeah streak. <laughs> or the designers are big, big fans of the Flashman series. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's he he makes a guest appearance. He's a you go from that to fighting like a a kind of shitty cowardly. 
army officer. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm gonna say falling man. I'm gonna go with flash man. Man. Gav takes the point. Falling man is Aye. the fake. Aye. So he's, he's the man that falls is not real. <laughs> no, he's not. There was a bubble man and a flash man though. So here we are. Mega Man three. Guess the fake one. Is there a hard man, a top man, or a bottom man? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, top man is a, a chain of shops. Um, I'm going to say hard man is the fake. Hard man. I guess if there was a bottom and a top man, it would make sense for them to go together, and there's got to be one or the other. Feels weird if so to have all without you. I would say the hard man as well. I would say that there is no Vinnie Jones in this. You are both wrong. It is bottom man. <laughs> top Fucking and hard hell. are both real. <laughs> so there's no opposite to top man. No, there isn't. <laughs> oh, that one made me laugh when I was writing it. <laughs> Not top shop. <laughs> um, guess the fake Matalan one. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. TK Maxx man. <laughs> uh, guess the fake one. Mega Man 4. Pharaoh Man, Nail Man, or Skull Man? Alright. Alright, okay, so. I'm gonna say Pharaoh Man. I, I want to Come agree, on. it just seems. Weird. Egyptians? Yeah. You're wrong, Pharaoh Man is a real Fuck. thing. I mean, yeah, yeah I, every, every time like... I've been like, that doesn't fit. Ah, and it's it like, does. it doesn't sound. <laughs> It doesn't sound right, but the fact that it doesn't sound right yeah. makes it sound it's ridiculous, so, isn't it? Yeah, so like I'm find the one that sounds the least like it should be, and then take a different one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a pharaoh man. It's just randomly. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, nail man was the fake in that. One. Um, you got all the you got all the elements. You have you know, top man, cut man, all the fundamental building blocks of the universe. Top. Cut, guts, bubble, and pharaoh. <laughs> yeah, Up, and down. skull. <laughs> Strange and charm. Hard Top as well. Hard <laughs> All the quarks are here. All the quarks. Right, final question. Uh, at the moment, Gav is in the lead. You both oh. got two wrong and shared the point for the first one, so fifth one. For Mega Man 5, is it, sp- five. Is it Spaceman, Gravity Man, or Starman? Mm. I want to say Spaceman is wrong. Um, I'm gonna say Starman is wrong. It is Spaceman. So we have a draw. Fuck yes. No. So I'm gonna have to just I'm gonna pull up. Like I keep like thinking that you've you've put one in that's a like a fake one, but you've named it after something. <laughs> so when you said Top Man. I thought like maybe you'd put it in because because of Top Man. And I thought that Starman was in there like and maybe Nevy's been blasting some some what Elton John. No, David Bowie. Sorry. Sorry. What was the fuck? Rocket Man is Elton John. Was... Starman is David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah, there's also uh so, so what happens with a draw? One second, I'm about to uh so, okay. So I'm going to pull some from different places. Yeah, so, here we go. <laughs> Emergency question. <laughs> Emergency question. Right. This is from across the Mega Man library. So, oh, shit. Is there 
a sheep man, a squirrel man, or a hornet man? So sheep, squirrel, or hornet. Mm. I'm going to say sheep's fake. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think I'm pretty sure there is a hornet man. <laughs> it's gonna keep being a draw one way or another, Navy. You're gonna to have to come up with another <laughs> yeah, emergency. Sheep is real, real. Sheep is real. Squirrel was the fake. God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> okay, right, right. Okay. Emergency question two for Navy. <laughs> Our incompetence at the quiz has turned this into a quiz for the quiz master. <laughs> Who will quiz the quiz master? Uh, she's gonna tell us that we both lose in a minute isn't he yeah. like <laughs> yeah fuck off <laughs> <laughs> right you okay. both lose two quizzes next week uh... <laughs> i have to check to see if it's not a real thing the thing i've thought of. <laughs> <laughs> just in case that like, you come up with something time. stupid yeah okay so finger man Plug man, search man. I mean, search search, search man sounds so dumb. <laughs> it does sound so dumb, but that makes me really not want to pick, pick it. Yeah. Um, so there's say... finger man and what's the other one? Plug man plug, was it? Yeah. Plug finger search. Hmm. <laughs> Or finger plug search. <laughs> I'm gonna risk it all. I'm gonna say that Plugman is fake. Uh, you can't pick the same one this time because what? Oh, can't shit. Do another one. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, I'm gonna Fingerman is fake. George is correct. Fingerman, <laughs> no. Plugman, and no. Searchman are both real things. No. Uh. <laughs> I knew fingers sounded a bit daft, but then I was like... Yeah, that was the thing. I was like, this sounds really daft, which makes me think that it's real. Plug man. Oh, dear. Plug man. And, like, and plug is almost in keeping with the... Much as, yeah, I was like, well, I wasn't sure. Cause plug's almost in keeping with the whole robot aspect. Yeah, yeah, that, I guess that that's true. Oh well, rest in peace. I've lost. Have I accept my my loss. You have to quizzes next time, Gavin. I will. You're gonna get incredibly quizzed, and I will remember to come up with emergency questions. <laughs> yeah, I should have had a, had a tiebreaker. <laughs> get some spares. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, there is just a nice long list of all the uh, all the names from all the robot masters. Some there's some mad ones. <laughs> I still can't believe that hard man is a thing. <laughs> still, yeah. he's he is the most solid of all possible men. <laughs> I love how Pharaoh man's in Mega Man Four, where there's nothing else. Like the other ones in Mega Man Four are Bright Man, Toad Man, Drill Man, Ring Man, Dust Man, Dive Man, and Skull Dust Man. man. <laughs> and they're just Pharaoh man. The guy he's that, just a Pharaoh. You got you got. Tutankhamen, you got the guy that picks up your bins, you got (laughs) you got Danny Dyer's hardest man you got I'm Danny Dyer and today I'm taking a look at some of Britain's fallingest men (laughs) fallingest (laughs) men (laughs) yeah, it's pump man commando man which is like 
He's going commando, that guy. Um, <laughs> jewel man, like what? What does he attack with? <laughs> Jewels. It seems incredibly inefficient. <laughs> pelts you, so pelts you with rings and necklaces. <laughs> yeah, clown man. Clown man. Nice. Shade man. He's uh, throwing shade. Nice. Mm. Tomahawk man. And centaur man. Centaur man. I mean, cent- centaurs what is he, are a part centaur man. Is he more of a man than a centaur? So he's like. Like what's the what's the bit of man that he gains? He's just a man on both ends. So he's like just a horse in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah, so he's got the torso at where the horse's head is, and then the back of the horse torso is just a man again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I'm Ross Kemp, and this is Britain's centaurist man. <laughs> yeah. So there we are. That's um, that's quiz. Don't forget to. To bring a quiz next time, Gavin. I, I will not forget. Good. Believe me, Good. I will claim my vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think that that wraps up this episode. Um, thank We've you. Had a good chat today. I've yeah, we have. I'm still laughing about hard top and bottom man. That's just making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. You got you got all the good ones. Oh, I did. I did. Had some fun making those earlier. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to episode number seven of the Bits and Pieces podcast. If you found us without the website attached, you can find us at bitsandpieces.games or follow us on Twitter at Bits Plus Pieces or Instagram and Facebook at bits uh, those bits and pieces. And you can follow me personally, Nevada Drew, at Nevada Drew. So what about you guys? I am at underscore scruffy looking on Twitter. And I am at GavBits on Twitter. Super. Um, Follow me. Don't forget to like us on all the things. Give us a nice review on whatever it is you've listened to it on. It makes numbers go up and and things. Uh, also, George recently did a... If people were yeah. searching for a nice podcast to listen to. Exactly. About with... games. Exactly. Would be lovely. Or just tell someone else about it. That That's also nice. Um, George also did a cool review of uh, London Board Game Cafe so if you're in London looking for a good one he's done a, done a write-up of that he's done two now how many more are there in London actually? Uh, there is a third one though it's in Bromley so I'm kind of don't know if I don't necessarily count that as London but it is accessible right. from London But there you go I'd have to, to send you across the country now yeah, um, maybe at some point I'll go to Oxford and check out. Uh, I believe it's the Thirsty Meeple. Yeah, Oxford isn't a mile, yeah, a million miles away. No, not too bad, is it? From London. Exciting stuff. There you go. So there's there's cool things. Yeah, check out the site for other other fun stuff, and we will catch you next time. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>